we're speeding, and I'll, I'll play us in with my special lead-in music just for you. Just for you. I didn't play this for anybody else. One special boy, one boy who podcasts with me in my bedroom. One boy, that's the way it should be. Am I allowed to clap? Yes, please. Uh, welcome to Podcats, the pod about cats. I am your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and with me in the studio is Matt Rain. Meow, meow. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Matt Rain. Thank you for having me. I hope you could tell I did some research. <laughs> you uh, learned the sound that cats make. I've learned their language. I got I, you the speaking spell. Yeah. And you, and you turned it around, and you learned that the cow says moo, that the pig goes oink, and you learned that the cat says meow. And I stopped there. <laughs> and I threw it, threw it away. What sound does a rooster make? Fuck off. What? I don't know. What's a rooster? Oh, God. That is the immortal question that we seek to answer here on Podcats. Yeah. Um, yes. Welcome to the show. Finally. After after much bullying, you've made it onto the show. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'll be perfectly honest with anyone that's listening to this. I found out Kevin was doing a Cats podcast, and I when I learned that there were... Not only other guests, not only was I not on the show yet, I learned this the hard way. Not only <laughs> you, was the, <laughs> you threatened me after one episode. You're like, yeah. why wasn't I Why on was the I not, premiere episode Why? Yeah, why was I not immediately on the show the minute you had this idea? I, you were in my queue. I was just trying to think of like, oh, a good way to ask you. I was thinking, you were in my drafts, and I was like, how am I going to get Rain to come on the show? Oh, I and see. It, and then he beat me to it by holding me upside down in a toilet. So what was your plan then, Kevin? I was going to butter you up a little bit. I was going to try and sweeten the deal, you know? I was Ooh, like, gonna... what, well, now I want to hear what the deal would have been. Oh, you know, I would have offered you uh, brand contracts. Oh, what? I would have offered you like an exclusive sneaker deal oh my but God. like not nah, you came to me first so now you don't get anything so yeah what you're saying is i blew it <laughs> yeah you really shot the fucking load right off the bat my man so okay. oh, if i had a nickel every time i've done that gross <laughs> every time you shot your load i'd have some a lot. do some quick calculations how many nickels okay, would that um, be well let's see uh let's see i am uh 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 Depending on my age, uh, <laughs> which you don't my, seem to know, I have to do some calculations. How old I am? Mm, carry, I gotta count the rings on my hands. Carry a billion. Uh, that's uh, a lot of nickels. That's like that's a lot of fucking nickels, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're gonna say. Uh, yes, but when I had a friend of the show, Graham Teckler, on, the first thing he asked was. Have you had rain on the show yet? Uh, because, and and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this already know you, but for those of them that don't, mm. uh, we might want to talk about your social media campaign for the last month? Uh, Two months now? I would say probably yes. Is that when the Cats trailer premiered? I feel like we were in early July when the world changed forever. <laughs> A day that will live in infamy, the day the Cats trailer premiered. 30 oh minutes after that, there's a Facebook event in the New York <laughs> indie Brooklyn comedy community of We Are Seeing Cats. And then 30 minutes after that, Matt Rain has committed to a bit that he has held to for nearly two months and will continue to... 
At least up until... Up until Cats is released in theaters on December 20th. Right. Your campaign, of course, is that mm-hmm. you are tagging every tweet, well, every Well, fa- not, not every should, tweet. Not every tweet. I, I've, I realized... Um, uh, well, go, I'm sorry, characters. Go you only have a limited number of characters, <laughs> and you were spoiling them. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, either. it's okay. Um, but go every ahead. Facebook post, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say every gram that you've been do uh, every every core. Okay, so just Facebook. Facebook mainly. Okay, every but- Facebook post that you are making from here <laughs> to the release of Cats. Or I would say maybe take it one day further. Cats was released on December 20th. But you are tagging every one of these posts with the phrase, Cats in Theaters December 20th. Yes, I, I need uh, I need everyone to know when it's coming out. And I'm going to need everyone to go see it the day it comes out. You need to know what, where, and when. And it is the most aggressive guerrilla marketing campaign I've ever seen for a film. And you are doing it for free. <laughs> no one is paying you to do this, but no one has made me more intimately aware of when Cats is going to be in theaters than you. Well, the way... Thank you, I guess. Hundreds of people are now... Cannot remove from their brains the release date of Cats because of you. Could you imagine if I was actually famous... How many people would? How many more people would know when Cats was released in theaters December twentieth? My God! And so we need to get you famous. Yeah, this <laughs> is the, the only reason I want to be famous. In the next few months, we're going to get you famous because there there have been lots of like viral marketing campaigns for movies oh, right. and video games. You know, there are dummy like websites set up for Cloverfield. Oh yeah, I want to say like a Paranormal Activity. No, the Carrie remake. Had, oh like, yeah, that thing in a coffee shop where someone was like levitated up off the ground. Yeah, I, th- I remember seeing that online. Yeah, this is more aggressive than any of that. <laughs> well, the way I like to see it is, uh, I feel like marketing's a little played out in general. For but, sure, marketing in general, not anything, not marketing something specific. Like uh-huh. and like, we there's been several different types of marketing. Obviously, there's been the traditional. I guess sure. my head traditional is just uh, a, a full page in the newspaper. Right, it's or like a, a commercial. Volkswagen lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, there's viral marketing, like you said, of doing course. fun things online to try to drum up interest. Or or film uh, pub, another form of viral marketing, doing things in public to get people aware of cats, which is something I am considering doing An for cats. An improv everywhere for cats, where we get a bunch of... If you thought whoever's free and they put on whiskers and we in Grand Central Station start like meowing or whatever. Exactly. Except it probably will be even more aggressive than that. <laughs> oh, based shit. on how I've been doing based on my track record. Aggressive market. But yeah, the way I see it is uh, anytime a company is marketing their own thing, it always feels for me personally, disingenuous. Sure. Because they have to. They have to they have to be marketing. I mean it's sure about the bottom line. It's the bottom line. And sure, I'm not saying they don't believe in the product or they don't believe in the movie that they're promoting or whatever. Sure. They could like it, but like at the end of the day it is their job and the goal is to make money from this. The way I see it, the best kind of marketing comes from the heart. And that's the <laughs> only kind of marketing I'm interested in doing. And let me tell you, Kevin, the day the earth stood still when the cats trailer came on YouTube at work, we have this... At my job, we have this big monitor. Again, I'm not famous, so I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> not like those famous people not like who George, are unemployed. Yeah, or like George Clooney, who's part-time at Grumpy Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> George Clooney, 
who already was like a multi-millionaire, yeah. then made a billion dollars selling a tequila business, and now just does movies whenever you can wake him up, I guess? Yeah, it's funny because uh, I don't think there's any Nespresso at the Grumpy Cafe, so I no. feel like, I don't know if that's conflicting with his contract. Anyway, that's a fun bit. But, but uh, uh, the, the, the day the trailer dropped... I, I'll never forget this day, although I, I have to be honest, I don't remember the exact date. Everyone I, I remembers where they were when the Cats trailer Yeah, dropped. I don't remember what day it was, but I remember where I was, you know? And yeah. uh, the Cats trailer dropped, I watched it separately on my computer alone, and uh, when I saw what the Cats looked like, and what the scenery was and everything, I made... Everyone at work, I put it on the big monitor, I stopped, and it was a busy day, too. Like, we had a lot of work to do. There were doll heads coming through on yeah. the line, and the Everyone. guy who was supposed to put them on the bodies, he kept missing them, because you were watching the cat trailer. Exactly, and I'm the guy that presses the button that puts the string in the dolls to make them talk, so I'm the key to the whole organization. You're really the linchpin of the of the entire operation. I really am, and so, uh, I, I never get distracted that much at work, but... Whenever I do, it's I always make sure it's for a good cause. And when I saw this trailer, I'm like, what better cause is this? The people need <laughs> to see this as soon as possible. Kevin, I made everyone at work watch this trailer 20 times. Consecutively? Consecutively. Even if they, when they told me to stop, I kept playing it over and over and over again. And I was getting complaints from all my coworkers <laughs> telling me to please stop playing the Gats trailer. <laughs> and they... And, and I said, do you understand this beautiful, I don't know what to describe this, but these creatures need <laughs> our support. These noble beasts. And the only way we can do that is if we all band together, and on December 20th, we go to theaters, and we watch the shit out of cats. Because the cats from cats are an endangered species. Yeah. And I don't under think the that... Endangered Species Act, which is now being repealed because Donald Trump <laughs> hates cats. Yeah, that's why it's being repealed. Donald Trump hates cats, and uh, that's why the Endangered Species Act is being repealed. That's the only reason it's that's hard. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's it. It's all about the bottom line. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I, yeah. Your coworkers, <laughs> when they, you, they would be like, stop. And you would turn the volume up, yes. and they would ask you stop, and they would turn the you mm -hmm. turn the and they're like, "How much did this go?" We thought it went to a hundred, but we're at hundred and fifty. We're at two hundred volume, and then they ask you again, and you'd hook up Bose speakers, external auditory devices. Wow, it's as if you were in the room. <laughs> it was big news. Did you not see the Twitter moment about what your your actions at the Dollhead Factory? The Dollhead Factory got on fire after they showed the Cats trailer too many times. They were like, stop! It's too much power! You said no more! You just hooked up more and more. Memory! All alone in the moon! You had, you had several power strips of just those dancing cats that react to sound. I played every GIF I could find. And it just overloaded the system. It just destroyed the whole factory. And the last image these poor workers ever saw... Before the, they died. ...at the Triangle Shirtwaist Dollhead Factory was the Cats trailer. But I think you did them a brave service. I think uh, they died uh, seeing what they were supposed to see. <laughs> I think that it is... Uh, you were the Jack Kevorkian providing them their final experience. I was the Jack Kevorkian without consent. <laughs> For 
for these right. people. You were uh, assisted homicide. Mm. Um, you were really you were showing these people. I assisted myself committing a homicide. If these brave blue collar men had lived past this day, mm. they would have had to deal with their kids asking, like, "Daddy, Daddy, where were you when the cat's trailer dropped?" Daddy, Daddy, where were you when Cats was released in theaters on December 20th? And they wouldn't have had an answer. Exactly, because, look, these guys were older guys. And you know what? They weren't. They clearly weren't ready to accept Cats. So I knew the only way they were going to accept Cats is through death. <laughs> I don't work at a doll head factory, by the way. Uh, yes. Let alone a triangle. What would you call it? The triangle shirtwaist doll head factory. <laughs> I cannot wait until this episode of Podcasts is played in court. Oh my think god, about yeah. all the, think This about is gonna all the, be evidence. Think about how all the downloads I'm going to get while on <laughs> your fucking murder trial when people are just downloading it. I need you to commit some crimes. I think, Either get famous or do crime. It's, it's the only way I'm gonna get verified on Twitter is if I get famous <laughs> or if I commit crimes. I think, you know what you should do for this episode is in the description of the episode... Use a lot of keywords like murder, crime, and stuff, because people will think it's a crime or murder podcast, and they'll people definitely it. download it. The true crime of Matt Rain. The true crime is anyone that doesn't see cats in, in theaters December 20th. Exactly. See, this is, this is how you game the system, because I will not lie. I have manipulated the algorithm by putting the words flat earth in the title of my <laughs> podcast episode. Like, I've, I've put it all in there, because I... It, 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 I... You don't like to do it, right? But the numbers don't lie. <laughs> yeah, look, even if yeah, you don't like to do it, sure, but sometimes you gotta. I get it. Sometimes I will construe, I will, I will bend an episode over backwards to put the word sex in the title because the <laughs> numbers don't lie. People will download that episode more. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. Honestly, why don't, why doesn't every podcast do this? <laughs> you won't believe this one crazy trick. Podcasters hate him. That sounds like an email headline that for every like comedian. I don't know where I don't know where I was going to go with that, but let, you know what? I was going with the ads off to the side of porn websites. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasters hate this one clever trick. I uh, uh, try not to come when the cats is in theaters December twentieth. <laughs> you just try not to try come. Not. I dare you. <laughs> we focus tested this, and it is impossible. Man, woman, gender non-binary, children—they all come. You know it's. They have to. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned cum, uh, because I can find I can find a way to tie this back into cats. Please. So, uh, one co one question a coworker of mine had when I, before he perished was before <laughs> he horribly burned. Oh God! Uh, but one question a coworker of mine had uh, w after we watched the trailer was, uh, "Oh man, this is gonna be like." This movie is just for furries, right? They're gonna love this, and exactly. It's interesting because they don't like the movie. They don't. They, they don't hate it. They don't like the way the cats look. And like this was legit. I saw that. I read this on CNN's website. They made. I'm assuming an uh, some intern that didn't want to do this story interview a bunch of, of people from the furry community. And they straight up told them, no, this is not the right kind. Some poor fucking minimum wage CNN intern in the fuck in the summer semester program is out there on the furry forums like, hey guys, fellow furry here, uh, raccoon boy 420, uh, 
we all want to fuck these cats, right? And they were like, no! And he was banned from the community. Oh, yeah, just for even bringing this up. It cannot be allowed. The mods kicked him out immediately. But that kind of reaction from that community, the what that tells me is that this movie is even more unique than we expected. We expected it to cater to one specific market directly. And, and look, what was that... We're, was what that we're, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I, no, no, I, not at all. Like, the furries deserve... They're, they're not harming anybody. Everyone deserves to get off in their own special way, as long as you're not hurting anybody. I think as long as everything is consensual and everything is... Uh, no one's harming anyone. Nothing People, illegal is transpiring, nothing, then I'm fine with it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, do whatever you want. But it's interesting to me that, like, the first blind assumption we had about this movie, just based on... Uh, because the cats from the musical Cats, the stage musical, they don't look anything like that. They clearly no. look like people in costumes and, like, wearing regular clothes. Right. And... Some of them have vests and, and, and fur coats, ironically yeah. enough. In the, in the movie, they do. Okay. But underneath those fur coats is just plain cat bodies. So you're like, what is the end game of putting on a fur coat? This is what we're going to be asking it, for the next few months. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, the stage version, you could be like, oh, well, that's camp. I get it. Sure. But the movie version, the logic makes no sense. Why would these cats... No, they have they, clothes. They push the logic beyond because in our theater brain, there's a certain uh, 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 suspension of disbelief that we'll take with the theater, right? Because we can see the set components moving mm. and stuff like that, and that's just part of the theater experience. You yeah. actually really grow to appreciate that. And so when you see the cat person on stage and they're just like in a unitard with fur on it and they've got face paint on, we're like, got it, cat. Yeah. Because there is a certain d uh, divorced from reality quality that we expect from theater. But right. when you throw it in a movie, right? And you... So the, the female... The, the cats portrayed by females on stage have human m breasts... Because right. they are human people in leotards, right? Right, that makes sense. But when you are completely redesigning these actors digitally and creating Andy Circus-like from whole cloth these <laughs> cat designs, you have to get rid of the human breasts. Or it's unsettling because now it is a cat with people breasts as opposed to a human dressed like a cat. <laughs> and they're very different experiences. I feel like when you use like that type of technology too, the goal usually is to is to go for like uh, as realistic as possible, yeah. or like like when you watch like the new Planet of the Apes movies, or right. when you or even if you watch like the Lion King movie, or whatever. Yeah. The goal is very clearly like for you to to like truly believe that there this is a, a talk a walking chimpanzee. This is, this is a are, lion. You are using the technology. To incorporate things that you could not just physically get an actor's body to look like. No right. one can look like Smeagol. No one can actually become King Kong. Exactly. No, Benedict Cumberbatch cannot put on any amount of makeup to look like Smaug. <laughs> it can't be done. Smaug. Smaug. I'm Smaug. It, <laughs> it can't be done, right? No. But these are humanoid Cats, which raises so many questions. It just, I, I want to know because again, we thought it was furries, but to a furry, this is the equivalent of like if an alien was making a movie to arouse humans, and they're like, they and like just women, get, and, and just made, getting it wrong. They made a Mrs. Potato Head with like huge tits, and you're like, that no, you got it wrong. This is not what I want. 
Bleep blorp. <laughs> Bleep blorp. No, this is what you all like, right? Bleep blorp. Um, yes. Now I can't stop picturing Universal putting God knows how much money into this movie, specifically to try to target the furry audience. Like that's and then just you... how badly this is misfiring. This is another, this is a green book situation. You know, there yeah. weren't any furries in the room to advise them to mm-hmm. either make it more appealing to furries or to make it look like we weren't trying to appeal to furries at all. And instead we're in this nebulous purgatory <laughs> of arousal where we where everyone on earth is both very attracted and not attracted to these cats. Yeah, I I will say there is and this is not an attraction level, I would like to say, but like there is something about these cats that have made people react. In a very unexpected way. And I don't know if maybe, like... Because I also have a theory that... Um, so, I, I I don't know if you know uh, about... Uh, or you probably do know the news about, like, The Little Mermaid. Like, the casting of The Little Mermaid. Sure. You know when, like, those movies... Those kind of movies come out from, like, Disney or, like, a studio making, like... You know, a big remake or reboot of a very beloved property. And then they do, like, different types of casting. And then there's usually, like, outrage or whatever. Sure. I feel like sometimes... Some of those decisions, or those casting decisions, are done on purpose, specifically to have people react. Because people are talking about people it. People are talking about it, and that's more buzz and press yeah. for the movie overall in general, regardless of how it turns out. For sure. And I think uh, it's the same thing with like The Lion King, when people were complaining about, like, oh, wait, what? why do these... Why is... I don't know if anyone here has seen The Lion King. I know. Uh... Uh, it's not good. <laughs> okay, uh, it made a billion dollars, but you're saying it, it, no good. It, it, oh, it, <laughs> I know, but like, but it, it certainly is a terrible movie. But oh yeah, yeah. but like, uh, I think part of, to go into that when you said it did make it has made more than a billion dollars. So many people were complaining about this movie online. But they all went and saw they this all movie. Went to see the fucking movie, and, and like, even if they didn't like it, they still went and saw this movie. It's it's. Baffling to yeah. me. We are stepping away from cats a little bit here, but it is continually right. baffling to me that people will spend all of this time complaining, all of this time being like Aladdin, that looks like shit. The Lion King, that looks like shit. Like I don't want to see this. Who could want to see this? It looks like garbage. And then they fucking pay. They end up going dollars, anyway, and they go see it. And that's why they keep making these fucking things because you keep going to. see them and i'm not gonna be the guy to be like you know see the farewell instead like you know see see although people should see the fucking see that movie because i I haven't seen it yet and i'm going to see it very soon because i've only heard fantastic things about it it's tremendous or or you could have gone fuck i mean like go see there's a new tarantino there's all this new shit goes i hear good things about ready or not you know like why are you spending your money on the Lion King when all you do is sit there and be like, oh, another remake. Oh, a Disney owns everything. But then they go see these fucking Disney movies. It's exactly. Baffling. It's, I'm baffled. It's it's the circle of life is what it is. Oh, you clever bastard. <laughs> because life is pain. And we're in the fucking elephant graveyard now, dude. <laughs> this is it. This is the worst it's gonna fucking I, get, man. I'm, I'll get back to Cat soon, but I can't stress how, like, uh, quick little review of the Lion King movie. Not so, hit it. so the uh, 
the uh, I won't spoil anything, but here's a big spoiler. Have you seen the original Lion King movie? I have, yes. It's not just the same movie. It's 90% the same script. So, like... <laughs> they, the line for line, beat for beat. And yet, it's half an hour longer? I don't know how. That's <laughs> mis... How do you even do that? There weren't any new scenes that they added to the movie. Like, no, like, oh, here's the backstory of... Not, you know what I mean? Like, not that I, I wanted that in the movie, but, right. like... At least, if they had scenes like that, that would be like, okay, well, I guess that's why it was an extra half they an hour. I don't know how it's an extra half an hour. They didn't add a flashback of, like, Scar and Mufasa or anything. No extended scene, you know. Yeah. Simba does not spend any longer away from Pride Rock. No, they not just, really. They just took a hose and they just pumped packing peanuts into it and just made it bigger and longer and bloat it because what we hated about the original Lion King was how crisp and efficient and and on target it felt. That's what I always hated about the original Lion King. Yeah, you know what I really hated about the Lion King? A fun ride. <laughs> you know what I hate is that when a movie just breezes through and I'm like, oh, 90 minutes, it felt like 20. I hate that. I want it to be two and a half hours and I want it to feel like four. That is what I want. <laughs> R.I.P. the 90-minute movie, because it is dead. It doesn't exist anymore. You used to be able to guarantee a horror film, a comedy, or even an action movie. That's yeah. 90 minutes. We are under two hours. Get in. Do your thing. Get out. And now every fucking movie is two and a half hours long. <laughs> Thank you, Judd. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Joss. Thank you, Peter Jackson. You did this to us. <laughs> yeah, you got you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Isn't it more expensive to make a longer movie? I would say it's it was as if like The Lion King was like it's the it's pretty much like at most times in the movie it's word for word the same script. But I think the reason it's even longer is like imagine like the original script for like The Lion King, mm -hmm. and then in between almost every line of dialogue. Beat, 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 beat. <laughs> like, too many beats between each line. Parentheses. Pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant pause. There's so many pregnant pauses in this movie. Oh, that's <laughs> oh frustrating. My no, I didn't see it. No, so no. maybe I will watch it well, and be absolutely fucking bowled over. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you'd like it. Or maybe you would like the movie. Because film is, at the end of the day, m all mediums of art are subjective. And that's you're gonna, right. Yeah. And you know, who am I uh, to say that Aquaman was a confusing pile of garbage? <laughs> who am I to say that? I haven't even seen it. made a billion dollars. <laughs> it's nearly three hours long, Matt. Too long, Too I long. Do you think Too it would have been better if it was sh significantly shorter, probably? I... A tight two hours, that movie rules. That movie's, like, fun and energetic and crazy. At nearly three, I just, I, I peed, like, we watched it here. Like, I waited for the rental, because I'm like, this is a three-hour fucking Aquaman movie. I am not going over to the Alamo and getting kicked out, because I have to pee four times. Like, we are going to watch this at home, and I swear to God, I peed ten times during this movie. There's, there's so much water in it, right? <laughs> It was it was instinctual. It was Freud. I just kept having to be. It's like if you're watching a documentary on Niagara Falls, you're gonna want to go to the bathroom. And there, there's this scene in Aquaman where the main characters know I have to pee, and they're reciting the <laughs> alphabet, and they just get stuck on pee, pee, pee. And they're looking pee. right at you, from, like in the camera, and just being like, "Hmm, more exposition." We uh, need an extended sequence <laughs> in the desert in the Aquaman movie. 
Movies are too long, but I will say this. Cats should be five hours, in my opinion. And <laughs> I hope it is. An experience. This should be Shakespeare in the Park, a four-hour epic. This should be Sleep No More, like a completely immersive... We need to take 4DX to the next level for a yes. Cats movie. We need... I want completely interactive. I want 360. <laughs> Looking around in any direction, you see something new. Something I want new. an AR 4DX experience with Cats. Absolutely. Uh, I am I am looking up the Cats run time to see if it has been <laughs> well would listed. we know yet um i don't know i mean it would depend they would have to announce it in the same way they have to announce a budget and then you get to go <clears throat> but I would, i'm sorry they spent what <laughs> but i would imagine that we'd probably learn closer to the release date of maybe, the they're, maybe they're not done maybe tom is just he's he's waist deep in film reels going like <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna put this part here <laughs> they shot it on film <laughs> <laughs> They shot it on film. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. They have not. They have not yet released uh, the runtime. Anything on cats. under we five will, hours. We... I'm disappointed. It's a, this going to be a disappointing experience. Would you pay more money for like a, a an immersive cats experience? Would you? Because 40x is extra money, right? That's that's right. a little more green. That's a little more cheddar coming out of the wallet. Yeah, for yeah, like, yeah. For the back of your chair to like punch you in the back every time have a character you, gets down. I've never seen a movie in 40x. No, you? it sounds horrible. I mean, the only like my only frame of reference for what watching a movie in 40x must be like is that one poster Regal has where a guy is in a chair and he's in the middle of the street. Doesn't even look like. I guess they're trying to convey that it's like, oh, he's in the movie, but he doesn't even look like he's in any movie. Just looks like he's in like traffic, and he's like, ah, he's in the movie traffic. He's in the uh, movie traffic, and boys, like, there's so much traffic. It looks like if you watch a 4DX movie, they launch you out of the theater on a movie theater <laughs> chair and rocket down the street. In, if there's like a car chase or whatever in the new Fast and Furious, they just <laughs> drag you behind a utility audio, uh, automobile. I, I, I want to see cats in 4DX, and I want those things to come up to me and like... <laughs> Like, act like cats and, like, purr. And then at the end of the movie, during the credits, I want Tom Hooper to come out and shake my hand, thanking me for watching Cats. Thank you for watching Cats. And you say, no, 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 Mr. Hooper. Thank you. You for looking through all those film reel spools to edit this movie. This is a 19 reeler. I don't know if they're going to let me let this one out. Well, it's like when you hear about, like, I don't know, the five-hour cut of Wolf of Wall Street that exists somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that fucking three-hour epic of human misery. It's funny, because I feel like, for some reason, uh, like there's some movies from filmmakers. I do think, in general, most movies are too long these days. But there's from, some movies from filmmakers, for some reason... Uh, Pace, I don't know what it is, because, like, so, like, The Wolf of Wall Street example, for some reason, I never get bored when I watch a Scorsese movie, even if it's not a good Scorsese movie. Well, I never get tired when, I watch, when I'm watching it. And I'm including the movie Silence. Wow, uh, and like three-hour monk movie. That's a three-hour monk movie, and I went with people who were falling asleep at the theater. I didn't fall asleep once. I don't know what it was. But, like, my eyes were glued to the screen. I, I don't know. May, uh, maybe film is... Again, well, film is subjective. Film is maybe. subjective. I will say that when you are comparing a film by Martin Scorsese <laughs> to the cinematic works of James Wan <laughs> or the <laughs> Russo brothers, there's a slight <laughs> difference quality of craft. 
I, I feel don't follow. Just on like a base, <laughs> I feel like just on like a baseline level, I think you as a director should have to get approved by like a council to make a movie over two hours long. And you need I to think, make a good pitch as to why this movie is this long. I think you need to have a certain amount of credibility built up to your name before you attempt to make a movie over two hours long. I believe that in my whole heart. I think you... What would you, what would you put... Okay, so in my... If someone wanted to make a long movie, yes. here, are your, here are in my opinion, as the director, just uh-huh. the director, not like anyone else in the crew or uh-huh. whatever, uh, this is what your qualifications need to be if you want to make a movie that's more than two hours. More than two hours. You have to have been nominated for at least three Best Director Awards at the Oscars. I at will, least three. I will accept three Oscars or like eight Golden Globes. Okay, if you've been nominated eight times at the Golden Globes, I'll you think about do. it. There's a, there's a, there's an exchange rate. It's like Hogwarts money where you're like, of course three sickles equals a nut. In my mind, like the Globes are like, what is the, uh, what, how much is the US dollar worth now? I feel like... One dollar. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly that. Yeah, there's a conversion rate that you're like, okay... One Oscar is a thousand yen, <laughs> and, and the yen is worth like eight golden glow. Like there's a conversion rate. Okay, three Academy Awards is good. Right, I think that it, like that's think, impressive. Yeah, even getting you one, don't, you don't have to win. No, just be nominated three times. Well, that means that Tom Hooper that like, qualifies. Oh well, yeah, exactly. That's why I did this. Don't you see? <laughs> I want of, this movie to be all, long, Kevin. All of my qualifications are Tom Hooper based. They're all based on to, Tom Hooper. You need to have directed The Danish Girl. Uh, that's the only way you can make a movie over two hours long. <laughs> also, I love. Uh, uh, what's crazy, even crazy about this movie about cats is Tom Hooper has directed a musical before. Yes, and he directed. That version of Les Mis. <laughs> a, a Les Mis movie that came out. That I think is not as bad as its, as its uh, public perception. It's, it's not a garbage fire movie. No, because Les Mis, as a story, as a musical, is mm-hmm. good enough to overcome most productions of it. Like, it's good right. enough to overcome a certain amount of negatives that you're like, just on a core level... This works. There right. are many problems with that version. Of <laughs> there are some casting errors. There are some cinematography choices that were made. You're being like so diplomatic about this. I really enjoy how you're how you're just trying to sugarcoat this. Because this is Lame is is a is a is a gentleman's six out of ten, and it gets this credit of being a three out of ten. I think the reason it gets that credit is because it's Lame is, and right. that's what the movie. It's that's what the movie is adapting, sure. and so of course I think more people are going to be disappointed by that than if you were adapting like, um, I don't know what's a uh, let me. Uh, I wish I was so much faster with references. That's okay. Yeah, like, you, that would be if, like if this were the the Oscar Beatty version of Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, people would not be as as exactly as harsh on it as an or adaptation. like I'm looking at this poster behind you. If someone made an American Idiot movie. No one would have based ca- on the Broadway musical American Idiot. Uh, yeah, based on the Broadway musical American Idiot, which is based on uh, the Green Day musical album. Yes, American Idiot. I don't, but you know what I mean. People wouldn't have cared as much. But Les Mis sure. is one of those musicals that even like people I know who don't, who are not Broadway people, or even don't like going to Broadway, 
They know Lame is. They love Lame is. If there is a more acclaimed and universally beloved piece of theater than Lame is, then it's like fucking Hamlet, and that's it. That's probably it. <laughs> that's on the on the the hierarchy of Broadway. But let me tell you, once December twentieth rolls around, <laughs> it's going to become Cats. Move over. Well, Cats <laughs> did just have its most profitable week. Ever a wait, couple weeks ago. Wait, where? Uh, it's still it's still around. It just it? had its most profitable week ever. Coincidence? Now, I think not. Pod that podcast bump. <laughs> not the movie. It was me. Because you made the right choice of putting like flat Earth in the description of your podcast. Yep. You and marketed it correctly, and because of that, cats. Is soaring. I hate these clickbaity articles. Well, you know what? We'd stop writing them if you stopped clicking them. Don't you see? You're the cause of all this. I'm just a symptom. <laughs> You're the disease. <laughs> I'm the fever. Uh, this is our Osmosis Jones dramatic adaptation. I just realized that we really talked anything about the show, Cats. The musical, we were about to. We were about is, to. This show is about cats as a cultural entity. Oh, this thank God. unique piece. And so, like, this is the idea. Is we can branch off into conversations about oh, the cool. box office, into the Academy, into movie make. And, like, yeah. we, you and I didn't even, like, pick a song to cover on no, this. Can, this, oh, is, this is jazz. Can baby. I drop a little exclusive for you? I would love love to. So, um, as Kevin mentioned, uh, I'll do a quick little backstory because you because we you brought this up earlier on the show. So, uh, uh, yes, when I saw the Cats trailer, I freaked out. One of the first people I texted was my friend Jesse Roth, and she hopefully and I, future guest Jesse Roth. She should be a future guest because the Facebook event group, in all, which is just called in all caps, we are seeing cats, <laughs> which currently has I think. A little bit over 55 people saying they're going on December 20th. That was a Facebook event that me and Jesse made together. Uh, Jesse made the Facebook event, but the two of us had this idea, and we're like, let's get as many people as possible to You're go see You're the admins, I get it. Everybody By the way, Venmo Jesse. Everyone Venmo Jesse. And, like, I think our goal is to try and fill an entire theater of people going to see Cats. Uh, but, like, yeah, and then... Like you mentioned before, my social media presence. If you are my friend on Facebook, I am not sorry for this at all. But at the and the comments, at least in the comments section of all my posts, I always tag cats in theaters December twentieth, and I have not stopped. Your last guest was he was Graham Teckler the most recent guest on the show? Uh, the one before the most recent one, as of this okay. recording. So one of your guests, Graham, who brought my name up on this show, yeah, uh, told me. Called me out and didn't think I could keep this up, uh, and has promised to take me to every Applebee's if I can do this until December 20th. Which is another deep cut Matt Rain con uh, commitment callback, which I, <laughs> we can get into if you want. I think it's a great story that people should hear. Oh, we should if there's time. Like, how yeah, long is the show usually? Uh, however long we want it to be. An oh, hour ish. How long has it been? Uh, like 40 minutes. Oh, not perfect. Even. Yeah. We can do a solid five hours. Let's go as long as. The runtime is Cats is, I'm assuming. We're going to sneak this guy into the theater, and we're going <laughs> to... It's just going to be footage of us going like, Oh! <laughs> but we, uh... But yeah, so, and if you're on my... And if you go on my Twitter, my name is literally Cats Rain. That's... It was it Matt was, Cavity. It was Matt Cavity, yes. Which is good. Because that's the... The villain of cats, right? Oh boy! Now we're getting into well, here, this is where some I was touchy definitions so, here. Fair, because this is where I'm a, where I'm 
where the story is leading to. Okay. So yeah, it's I changed it to Cat's Reign because I thought it would be. Uh, I'd just been saying Cat so much. I just thought like it's oh, direct. It's more direct. I thought people would get yeah, it. My my Twitter name is Cat's Been Landing. Exactly. And I, I in a way I was like, you know what? I gotta follow Kevin's lead here. I think that was the better way to go down. Just direct to the point. So yeah. don't make anybody figure anything out. I'm not gonna. I'll dumb it down for folks. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, yeah, so, like you mentioned, I do all these things on social media, and I'm focused on cats. It's been a big part of my life the last several, last, at least, what, month and a Almost half? Almost two, two months, months, yeah. Yeah. But here's the exclusive for you. I've never seen cats before. No, I, no production. I've never seen... Listen to it. Well, technically, it's okay, so, um, I know the memory song. Everybody knows But everyone song. knows that song. It's, like, on every, like... Office karaoke it's in list School or of Rock. Like everybody knows yeah, memory. Of course. Uh, my parents did but I've never seen the show. Uh, I've never seen any production of it. I've never even seen the other movie that came out years ago on Cats. Ah yes, uh, the the taped theatrical version. Yes. That they released in theaters, didn't they? I probably, but everyone, you know, the VHS with the iconic poster cover, like right. we all remember it. That is the only other way that Cats has been officially committed to tape. Interesting. Well, uh, but I've never seen the show. My parents did tell me uh, that when I was like three years old, they took me to see Cats, and my dad s- said, "I'm sorry. I think this is, I think that decision a long time ago." Is probably why this is happening now, <laughs> and it's, it's just, just it's subcon- sat in the back of your brain. It's subconsciously in my three-year-old brain, and as I grew older, when this trailer hit, all the endorphins in my brain went on once. I'm like, <gasps> I feel young again. But also, my parents notoriously, when I was younger, uh, did things like when I was a baby, they took me all around Europe, and they would always, be, I would always be like, I want to go to Europe. It sounds fun. And they're like, You've been to Europe, and I'm like, I was a baby. I don't. Re- I didn't have object permanence. You took me when like my memory was still in question. Uh, uh, uh. There's a reference your, I was able to pull out. That is your. That is, now, now do a Mr. Mistopheles. Who? <laughs> now do a, an old Gumby Cat reference for me, just like real fast, just like real. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know the story that well. So I like. Everything I do, I did some research, so I went to Wikipedia, and I read... I went to the Wikipedia of the musical, because Uh obviously the movie hasn't come out yet, right? and so there isn't a full plot synopsis for the movie. Because it looks like they're changing some stuff. Oh, really? Just if you, if you're a cursory Cats uh, uh, scholar, Mm. and you look at the events of the trailer, there's some stuff. It doesn't line up. Really? It doesn't... It looks like... They've added dialogue, which is... New. There's no dialogue in the show. There's no dialogue in Cats. It's all songs, baby. It's okay. all cats singing about cats. Kind of like Lame is. Kind of. Is that why Tom Hooper agreed to direct for that very loose connection? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're adding... They're, they're, they're looking like some things that have changed. So we'll see how that Wikipedia plot synopsis shakes out. But yes, right. you've, you've done... Your first bit of cursory cats I, research. I, I did some cat, some cursory cats research, which is a, you should say that on every episode of this. Cursory podcast. cats research. Cursory cats research. It's my theater warm up. <laughs> that's shows. that's a good theater warm up and like a news anchor warm up. Like cursory cat research. Cursory, cursory cat, cat research. research. Bustopher Jones. Bustopher Jones. <laughs> Mister Mustopheles. The Mr. names. Mustopheles. The names of these characters. <laughs> Grizabella. They're, they're bomb not like, ballerina. Bomb so, ballerina. 
So, like, I don't know what I was expecting exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was not expecting names that are not even cat puns. No. There's no... You go see cats, and you're like, all right, my friend, whiskers, smoky, boots. Like, all my yeah. all my cat buddies are going to be... Garfield. <laughs> Heathcliff. How he is puts James in a fish, Co- he pulls out the, the bones. I don't think this is offensive at all, but how is James Corden's character in the movie not named Garfield? I know he's not orange, but he feels like he gives off a Garfield kind of vibe when I watch the trailer. He loves lasagna. Yeah. Well, he's Buster for Jones, who is, of course, the royal, the fancy cat who loves to eat. Sure. And if you, I hope you like that description of him because it's a five-minute song and that's it. That's I the bet you they will stretch that out super long in the movie. It's all eight-minute long. But yeah, so the names were like Grizabella, uh-huh. um, Buster for Jones, Mr. Mustafa. Okay, so I had known the name Mr. Mustafa. Old Deuteronomy. Yeah. Old Deuteronomy. Oh my god, what a name. That was incredible. I'm in a Facebook group chat where um, we have now changed all of our nicknames in it to characters from Cats. And I got, of course, McCavity. Oh, of course. Uh, But, uh, of course, the first one that went was Old Deuteronomy. Old Deuteronomy. The Rum Tum Tugger. (laughs) Rum Tum Tugger. (laughs) Which, I got one of those behind the laundromat last night. Oh no. Paid $2 for a Rum Tum Tugger. What even is a Rum Tum Tugger? (laughs) It it could sound like it could be sexual, but it also could not be sexual at all. It could be sexual, or it could be a strain, or it could be like a horrid drink. Like a promotional drink that a bar puts out. (laughs) coinciding with cats or like a horrible micro brew are there any like beers or even strains of marijuana that are named after cats characters i don't think cats has crossed over to the stoner community i feel like it which probably is a should. damn shame that is I think a shame they've been missing out and you know what i think that should be one of the goals of this movie is like you fuck get... the furries you want the stoners so many of my friends who said they w- want to go to this event that i'm throwing that i'm throwing which by the way i have no idea where we're doing this or but when when or... but that's closer when the movie comes out right. but uh, so many of my friends saying like oh i'm going to this and i'm going to be high off my fucking gourd for this movie as well they should be yeah honestly i think that the perfect cat's audience member is the one who times their acid drop perfectly is the one who like really gets it down to the minute and figures it out and just lets this expansive world unfold before them. If you sneak regular food into this movie, you're a goddamn fool. Edibles only. <laughs> you are wasting your time if you are not seeking in fucking absinthe and just taking a ride, baby. Look, you wanna want to eat popcorn when you watch a movie? Go see, like... Hobbs and Shaw, or go see, yeah. like, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. If you're gonna go see Cats, you need acid, you need... I'll say it. And this is gonna be... This is. I told you this is gonna be a controversial episode of your podcast. Here we yeah. go. You bring heroin to this movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, the SEC censors, they don't like it. Those, <laughs> those big wigs looking at us through the glass, they don't like it, but we're gonna say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> you need something to take you to another plane of existence. If there isn't gonna be what you suggested earlier as a fully immersive Cats experience, right. the very least you can do is get as incredibly high as possible, but time it to the movie. To the exact... Don't get high, like, on the way over to your friend's apartment and then go see Yeah, cats. no pre-gaming. No pre... Like, it needs to be perfect. 
exact. It needs to be exact. You need to sit down for cats, and it's like the the ads for Spy Kids 3D, <laughs> where like the pills flying out of the screen and everyone's reaching for it. That would have been a fun movie to be high for. I think Spy, Spy Kids, Kids 3D. 3D. I saw it in theaters, but I obviously I was not high. I don't like to uh, get high to watch movies in the theater. Me neither. I no. well one ex- movies are expensive. If I'm yeah. gonna drop fucking eighteen bucks a ticket, like I, I want s- to experience the film. And also, I like movies, and I like to remember, even if it's a movie that's like I don't know if it'll be any good or not. I still want to be like I like to, you know, I like to j- take it in. Take it in, yeah. Yes. It's an experience, even if it's like Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Of course. You're like I want to experience it as it is intended by the filmmaker. Exactly. Like, I know I'm chuckling while I'm saying it, but it's true. I don't. I don't really like to. If I'm watching a movie at home, I'll have a couple drinks. But I don't sure, like yeah, to get, something like, like that. Smashed and but you're also at. But you're also at home too. You can. There's definitely a little more leeway. You could have like sure. fun. But cats. Everyone needs to be high for this movie. I agree. <laughs> I think that is the only true way to experience this. Side question, because you brought it up earlier, and now I'm curious. Spy Kids 3D game over, because I've been thinking about it <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Oh, I'm always thinking about Spy Kids 3D game Remember over. the scene in Spy Kids 3D where Junie gets the opportunity to bring anyone into the virtual reality game <laughs> and he chooses his grandpa because he wants his grandpa to experience having working legs again. That's pretty... And, that's gra- a bad... and grandpa gets working legs and goes mad with power. Oh, of course. So, uh, <laughs> goes, a great message that shows in the movie. He goes, he's like, working legs? I can beat anything! He goes Junie, I am a god now. <laughs> Uh, um, you had a different side. A different it. question, though. Um, you mentioned before we were uh, strain. Oop. 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 Oh, Buster for Jones, get out of our room. Oh, McCavity. Can you even imagine calling any cat those names? Well, see, it's not the names that their people gave them. That's their second name. Which is even more confusing. The cats have three kinds of names, you see, Matt. There are the names that they are given. There are their unique names that only they have. And then there is their secret soul name that no one can ever know. Secret soul name. This is the name. It's like a fucking fantasy novel where if someone learns your secret soul name, they can control your soul. Wait, really? I. Those are the rules that I have applied to. Because it. when I did do the, the cursory cat's research, no. uh, I did notice that part of the plot was about they're like a tribe called the Jellicles or something. Yes, they are the Jellicles, and which choosing... is a a, a a a portmanteau of a Cockney pronunciation of the phrase "dear little cats," Jellicle cat. That is already <laughs> preposterous. <laughs> Was T.S. Eliot known for getting very high in writing? Or <laughs> was T.S. This... Eliot the first acid head? Was he... T.S. Eliot was known for following around the band Fish. <laughs> that, was, that was his thing. That's how you knew it was T.S. Oh, wait, was... wait, wait, wait. My question. Yes, right. you okay. had a side. Because now I'm actually very curious. Yes. So, uh... Because uh, you were talking about Rum Tum Tugger, what that could potentially mean. Oh, yeah. We're bringing up marijuana strains. Uh, if you could... If you could name any strain of marijuana, but it had to be a character from Cats, Ooh. what would you pick? Mm. 
And what kind of strain would it what be? What kind of... Okay, now you are you are asking someone who does not know a lot about pot. You know, forget it. You're, including you're, where to buy it in New York City. Which you uh, legally... Does anybody have any ideas? Right <laughs> into the show. Very controversial episode. Can we get this pot at gmail.com? Okay, let's just stick to just name. If you could name a strain yeah, of marijuana, strain. any character... If we're reenacting the scene from Pineapple Express, where he's yeah. like, this is the old donkey. Or yeah, whatever. like yeah. you're the dealer, what do you call this? What but it has I to call, be a character from Cats. What do I call the strain? Uh, I think I'm going to give you a little rumple teaser. I'm going to give you an ounce of rumple teaser. Okay, I... Honestly, I feel like most of the names from Cats. Mungo work. Jerry is also good. Mungo Jerry, <laughs> who is Rumple Teaser's partner. Mungo Jerry, who is also the band name of that song. Like that's romantic like, partner or business partner. Stealing partner, crime. So partner. business partner. Business partner. Okay. Right. But yeah, Mungo Jerry, who is the band that sings that song in the summer time. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Die, you can jump right up. Did they get the name from the? You know, are they Secret Cats fans? <laughs> Maybe. I didn't do the research. I don't know if Mungo Jerry is like just some British slang that did not cross over. <laughs> I didn't. That that research we have not gotten to yet. Uh, I would pick, I think I would pick Old Deuteronomy. That's pretty good. Because like, I mean, what does that even describe? That's like I when you know. hear that name, you're kind of like, that name sounds crazy. Whoa. But I'm intrigued. Yeah. What could this be? I want to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to start a new brand of ecstasy called Bomb Ballerina. <laughs> and it's going to have a little cat paw on it. And then <laughs> I'm just going to be the villain of Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life. Ooh, do you think there's going to be a good uh, Bad Boys, Good Boys crossover? <laughs> Who's chasing who? <laughs> I don't who, know. Is it a game of cat and mouse or like uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are like chasing those kids down chasing to the freeway and they're, they, we reenact that famous, uh, everyone's favorite scene from Good Boys where they're running across the freeway. It's so funny. It doesn't just give me horrible anxiety watching children run across the highway. Jacob Tremblay just kills his own henchman in front of his mom. You crossed me! Sorry! <laughs> he kills him to make a point. Right. To show the other henchmen not to fuck up. <laughs> it's and a Michael Bay Seth Rogen joint. Ex exactly. <laughs> and he's partnered up with somehow we revived Peter Stormare's character from Bad Boys 2. And like he and Tremblay are working together. Oh, I love Peter Stormare so much. My I, God. One of bring him back. Why actors. not? Where is he? He was on American Gods. That's where I've seen him lately. Ooh, I liked on him on that show, show too. He was fucking cool on yeah. that show. Oh. Um, but yeah, he definitely, like, dies in a fountain at the end of Bad Boys 2. Like, just riddled by bullets and falls back into a fountain. Bring it back! He, he survived! They got him to the hospital, you know? Yeah, they were in Miami, a, they have good hospitals. You know, even though people don't want to admit it, there is, like, a suspension of disbelief you have to watch, you have to have for some movies, too. So yeah. it's like, why not? Especially if you watch any of the Fast and Furious movies. Jesus! Like, come on! Are they, have they gone to space yet? Because I feel like they're going to. Please, just like the showdowns in the Lunar Rover. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> it's going there. Vin Diesel's just going to be in like a... a, a, a a Dodge. I don't know the cars that well. <laughs> yeah, you're again wrong guy. Pot cars miss me. Jason I got nothing Statham's for you. chasing him in his like Kia Sorento. <laughs> <laughs> 
their Nissan Dot. Uh, they're driving through, and they they have to go back in time to find like the the seven muffler pieces to unite them. So they have to go, drive back through all the other Fast and Furious movies. They get the time travel car from Back to the Future, and Vin Diesel's like, eighty-eight miles per hour. Try. 188 kicks it in the gear. I want Vin Diesel's vanity projects. I miss. I miss oh, when he me, like. Me too. I miss when he got like fifty million dollars to like turn his D and D character into a full length <laughs> movie, which of course we all know is the Last Winch Hunter. Of course. Um, I I miss one of our great auteurs, Vin Diesel. <laughs> getting we should i think there should be a fund we should allocate it as as a nation just a certain amount of money every year for one vin diesel vanity project i think it's a noble because they're always fun they're always they're silly and they're fun and i don't know if he knows that but i'm not concerned with that i like to think he thinks these are his these are the movies he's going to really be remembered by. This is his silence. This and is his, like, I've been trying to get this movie made for 20 years, but the, it's The Last Witch Hunter. And the rest of us are like, then please, just keep making this bullshit. We want it, okay? It's Riddick 3. Yes. It's, it's Triple X 3. Oh my god, have you seen Triple X 3? I know we keep going on Wait, these no, tangents. No, no. Oh, there was, okay, no, I had it wrong. I was trying to make a joke that there would be a third, but you're right. That was the third, The Return of Xander Cage. I, have you seen that movie? No, I'm sorry. I will straight up say right now, Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage is a movie everyone needs to watch. You do not need to watch the first two Triple X movies. And not because, for story reasons, it does not matter. This movie, <laughs> tonally, and just... It's fucking crazy and not crazy and like look at these action scenes they did uh-huh. crazy as in like the choices they're making in this movie like wow <laughs> it's he tony collette is, the, yeah, is in this movie she could not look more bored and yet be more committed to being so bored in this movie it's incredible and it's like the way the, the mm. there's like <laughs> It's like I, Joan I Allen by the time you get to the later Born sequels where you're like, she's like, yeah, 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 come on, Born. Yeah. Ah, he's crazy. Uh. But like right off the bat. <laughs> but this movie is nuts. From and like jump. it was on Hulu and I saw it like my friend was trying to show me a clip of it. Like, oh, it's on Hulu. We'll just go to the clip. We ended up watching the whole movie. Absolutely. <laughs> and since then I had watched it. Oh my God. Do you need, you have water. I am coughing because I'm so excited about the (laughs) Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. Vin Diesel thinks we care about Xander Cage the way that people actually care about, like, John Wick. Like, he thinks he has a John Wick. It's not. But he doesn't. He has a Xander Cage. But this one is somehow dumber than the other two. Which is impressive. It's impressive. And the, 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 the film logic and, like, how very clearly some actors couldn't be there on some days to shoot scenes with other people. Amazing. It's, it's... It's, it's, that is a movie. Okay, I will watch Cats in 4DX AR, <laughs> and I would also watch Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage in 4DX AR. 4DXXX. Which now sounds like a really gross kind of experience. <laughs> That's a different kind of theater. Different kind of theater. That's I, uh, it's uh, what Times Square used to have before it got like a nice AMC, the nice Regal across the street, that classic rivalry. Yeah. The 4D Triple X Theater was when like the Deuce, HBO's The Deuce, like that time period for New York. <laughs> 
dudes. Yeah, that was Taxi Driver New York. Yeah, yeah that was like triple that's when like every AMC was just a porn theater. <laughs> And then Giuliani came and cleaned the fucking city up. Hate it. AMC. Ah, more come. Uh, I was trying to find, but it took me too long and it killed the joke. It's all right. Come kind of brings it full circle. Ah, more come. Oh, boy. (laughs) Giuliani cleaned it up. It's like the difference between, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 New York and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 New York. Like, this is a different place. This is a different country. Oh, but I guess we should circle back to cats. Quit. We've been on and off cat. We jump off of cats. This has been a pretty. Would you say this was a pretty random, crazy episode of the show? Yes! Which is fine. It's yeah, a, it's a li- it's jazz, baby. It's a little freeform. You know I, what I mean? I hate to say it, but uh, when you have me on a podcast, this is usually chaos. Usually ensues. I was expecting. This is what I had. I was like, we're going in with no predetermined topic. Listen, I don't know who this. I don't know how this is going to go. This person bullied me extensively <laughs> to get him on the show. So I have no idea what he wants to talk about. Just do what he says. Matt Rain walked in with a list of demands. <laughs> Triple X, the return of Xander Cage, must be mentioned three times. Three for every <laughs> X. One for every X. <laughs> that was good. I same joke. Oh, fuck me. Oh my um, god, I'm having so much fun. This is a good time. I'm sweating like a hog because we turned off the AC to like get decent audio here. <laughs> Mistake. Um, I, hope so, I, have, I have, hope I haven't overmodulated your microphone. Oh, levels. listen, this is my... I'll figure it out later. <laughs> it's it's It was recorded and that's all I truly Perfect. care about. Uh, so, Matt, uh, yeah. we're not necessarily wrapping up here, but tell the, tell the people sure. about your schedule, about your life. Where can they check you out? Where can they find you? You, if you really want to check me out, and if you really want to find me, on December 20th, at any given AMC <laughs> theater, I will be there watching Cats. They will have a cardboard stand-up of Matt Rain going, you can't see it, audience, but he's excited and he's pointing at the cats. Look, I'm not trying to make any demands from Universal, but... um I should be on the marketing materials You're for this movie. You're the best marketing they have. I should tell you, this is not the first time I've done this type of marketing for a movie, is either. That- uh, when the movie Pan came out years ago, also from... Uh, oh, no, no, that was from... That was uh, Joe Wright. That was Joe Wright, but that was also wrong studio. That was uh, Warner Brothers and Right, Legendary that was Pictures. Warner Brothers because Peter Pan is public domain. Right. But the Disney version is not. So no. they have to make it visually distinct enough from that version, even though that's obviously what they're trying to do but right but when that trailer came out i had the same reaction that i did to cats although cats because i think it's like a it feels like a bigger experience a bigger like cinematic moment for sure especially once i saw what those fucking things looked like i was like we need to stop everything everyone needs to see this movie can we talk about pan for a minute yes please i would love to talk about when the was it 2015? Yes. That whole year, all I talked about was Pan. It was Pan. I did the same thing, Pan in theaters, and then they delayed Pan to oh, like an extra five months, so I had to keep it going. Pan. Now they went back to add more Pan. Yeah, they, they got out. They got out the wrenches and they added some more Pan. Yeah, after like test screens were like, needs more Pan. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a Pan. Um, <laughs> so Pan. So Captain Hook, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's our roguish. Uh, Southern. Uh, he's the he's the Han Solo of the movie Pan. 
Which is, is a crazy thing which to is say. Bananas, because the bad guy is not Captain Hook. It is Blackbeard, portrayed right. by Les Mis's Hugh Jackman. Ah, there's a there's a little connection. The, the connective tissue is coming together. But and it's something that I will never be able to get over, is that before he lost the hand, his given legal Christian name was Hook. Yeah! It was just like a prophecy that they put on their baby. And that he, he also, would one day have a hook. And he was like, because it was Garrett Hedlund who played him. And he and so Garrett Hedlund... Flavor of the moment at, at he 2015. Really, he really was. He and, was like inside Lewin Davis. Garrett Hedlund. Like, Garrett Hedlund was everywhere. And he has a very, like, distinctive, deep southern kind of drawl. For sure. For sure, and he's like, well, "I'm Captain Hook. Uh, very kindly to meet you." And I'm like, "What is going on, I'm Captain Hook? Would you like a mint julep?" <laughs> I'm Captain Hook, and good lord, I got the vapors. It is a hot one today. And you are well. I'm I'm Pan. <laughs> I'm Peter. Peter Pan. I loved when they called him the Pan. That blew my mind. Like it's a title. Like yeah. the hook, it's been passed down. We, can, um, we don't have to talk about the the very clear whitewashing of Rooney Mara as Tiger as Lily. As Tiger Lily, listen, Ugh. 2015 is real white to be putting uh, a white person in as a Native American. But people did complain about it when that movie came out, as too. As well, they should and I was And I, was, I remember watching me like... Rooney Mara. I didn't even know when after I saw the first trailer that Rooney Mara was even supposed to be Tiger Lily. Right. She just seems like anybody. And it's already J.M. Barry. We got some questions about why there are Native Americans in Neverland yeah. at all. <laughs> um, but we digress. I mean, we 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 are dancing around the the epitome of cinema that peaked at Pan, mm-hmm. which is of course when Blackbeard and his child slaves do a a choral rendition of smells like a teen spirit i that was wow when when that ha- when that that moment so listen i like cats i try to get as many people as i can to go see pan but uh-huh. the difference is i never got i didn't get any confirmations i went i ended up seeing it with a a, a person who i was Romantically seeing at the time. Wow. I made her go see Pan. <laughs> no, we are seeing. It's my birthday. And we, we were the seeing Pan. We were also the only people in the theater. So this campaign did not work. It did not work, and I and I would say, if anything, I was probably slightly more aggressive about it. <laughs> people want to feel like it's their idea to but go I, see Pan, right? But like cats is a different animal. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Listen, yeah. you stole my triple X joke. I'll steal your fucking cat. Okay, I guess that's fair. We've traded. We've traded jokes. But, um, yeah, Cats is like a... De- because the musicals... Not that Peter Pan is not a beloved source material. No. But the Cats musical is, like, different. And people, I think, react and have different, like, feelings about that. The, the, the difference is... I was actually just talking about this with... Tina on our on our Boston vacation is that like um, Peter Pan has officially transcended ever being written by one person and yeah. is now just a fairy tale. It's interchangeable now. It is. It is now. It is now pushed on into the realm of like Robin Hood mm. or or any of these other properties that yes did have original authors, but, but are now just, like, pop cultural institutions. They are now exactly. just stories we all know. 
And I feel like we're one generation from, like, The Wizard of Oz going that way. I think we're, like, one generation from Alice in Wonderland going that way of being, like, officially no longer truly associated with the book that it's based on and just becoming stories we all know like Snow White or Cinderella or the Gingerbread Man. We are, ex- we are right there. Whereas Cats is very specifically Still. a 1989 musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber from lyrics by T.S. Eliot. Like that is yeah. still, it has a specific origin point. Right. I would I 100% agree with that. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Uh, Peter Pan has now been adapted. I think there even is another one coming out. It's in There's, development. Oh, they keep trying. It's I like know. Robin Hood. They keep trying. Pan is the new hood. <laughs> Why have they, have they had a Robin Hood movie that's just called Hood? No, it's... Fine, I'll write it. Leprechaun in the Hood. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what it is, yeah. That's what it was. But um, yeah, Cats yeah. is still very distinctly a crazy musical from Andrew Lloyd Webber and T.S. Eliot. A bananas auteur's work. Yes. Very distinctly created from one person's crazy... It, like, it's not even really T.S. Eliot's work. It is no. Andrew Lloyd it Webber's is Andrew, fever dream. It is... That thing has Andrew Lloyd Webber written all over it. Yeah. Just like... Every choice, every costume, the songs, it's all the setting, the story. Even I would say every the execution, the style of music, how it incorporates these little like strange melodies yeah. that we all know. Like there's a moment where they just sing for he is a jolly good fellow for no apparent reason. And would you say that this movie is really the first? Real time, someone else is getting the reins of this like IP. I would say. Oh, so. I even hated that I referred to it as IP. We're and it's uh, the first time they're <laughs> That's getting their hands bullshit. on this content. Content. Um, yes, it's yeah. This feels like someone else. It's like when we finally get a piece. Well, I say finally as if we want it, but when <laughs> when we eventually get Harry Potter universe material, mm. not direct created by this one person right in the way that we are that uh, you know we we after decades we started getting star wars that was not all from this one brain you know what i mean and and we see someone else's approach to the universe yeah and this is someone else getting their fingies in there getting getting dirty messing around oh man did old man hooper get his fingers all over this I mean, Hooper's fingerprints, there it, it's everywhere. Baby. Can I bring up something, Please. another point that I feel like not that many people have mentioned either? Now, I should say I, my measurements might be off, but I'm pretty sure when I was watching move, the trailer again, I watched the trailer, okay, I'll be honest, I watched the trailer at least twice a day. I've, still, I, to this day? To this day, I still watch that trailer, oh. or at least... A clip of it. Sure. Or uh, uh, just stare at an image for a little while. So, I put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. The scale of the cats in the world they live in are way smaller than how cats are in our world. Yeah, it's... They're too small. It's confusing. They look like the borrowers. (laughs) I feel like we've made that exact connection in, like, the first episode of this show. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like we did the borrowers thing. But, like, it's... So, at one point, the the white cat is holding a knife and a fork, and it looks like 
Ant-Man is holding a yeah. knife and a fork. Like, they're huge. Like, she's like she's climbed the beanstalk into the giant's castle and is picking up the beast's, like, mighty fork. It's insane. But also, they're, like, at a bar that they are proportioned to at one point. There's, like, yeah. a milk bar, and they're dancing on the bar like it's Coyote Ugly. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was half expecting that when that whole scene of uh, the Rebel... Who does Rebel... What is Rebel Wilson's character? Who is uh, she supposed to be I playing? I feel like... Rumple Teaser. I is think, she supposed to be Rumple Teaser? I think... To the IMDb! Uh, but oh, continue hey, 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 hey. when they're when they're tap dancing, I assume, or when they're right. like in front of the during that whole during that part of the trailer. I'm expecting Rick Moranis to walk in and be like, "I shrunk the cats." <laughs> oh, honey! Oh, I shrunk the oh, cats. Gee, oh, no. no, she's Jenny Any Dots. Jenny Any Dots. She's the Gumby Cat. On IMDb, she's billed second. Which is impressive. I don't know. I, I I don't think that's probably how it'll look like. You in don't the think movie, this is our this is our billing order? I, Idris Elba first, who wears a hat and a coat, <laughs> which is so good. Honestly, <laughs> I will say I love the Idris Elba cat. I think he looks great. I, I love the way he, he poses. He I looks love like it. someone's deviant art persona <laughs> in the best possible way. I'm honestly very excited. I don't care if he's not good at singing. I'm very excited to see. McCavity, played by Idris Elba. I would not be surprised if this was the billing order, though I think maybe Jennifer Hudson is a little like low be, at yeah. like 10 also, under Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone is in the movie? Oh, baby. Don't you know Ray Winstone's in the movie? He did do Beowulf, which was the... Remember the Robert Zemeckis Beowulf movie? Which uh, was, it's on his known for on IMDb. He was the lead. He was Next, Beowulf. He was Beowulf in yeah. Beowulf? He was he gets, Beowulf. He was with that weird Angelina Jolie cartoon yeah oh man remember beowulf i love that in that movie uh everyone has to look everyone's animated to look drastically different but angelina jolie just looks, looks like, like angelina. A, because why would you change that right like <laughs> they they already gave you the perfect character design of exactly. being angelina jolie exactly boom easy done nailed I mean, it got it in one <laughs> more like this if you like beowulf you might like alexander tomb raider wanted salt, salt. Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. <laughs> what lies beneath? Almost 100% Angelina Jolie saturation. Rate. Wanted. Did not go for the Zemeckis tie in until What Lies Beneath. This, the IMDb algorithm continues to confuse me. Very, 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 very. Why, why are their producer credits listed first and not their director credits? These are. Yeah, what is this? 19, mystery... This isn't 1939. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't. The credits come after the movie now. Yeah. The weirdo. The producers aren't in charge anymore. Yeah. Or, it's I all guess about the IP. Guess, yes, it is the content that is in charge. <laughs> yes. Because content is king. <laughs> Iron Man's in charge now, baby. Uh, I had a friend in. <laughs> I had a, a friend in high school. Who, or high school or college, or we were watching a movie and he didn't like it. I was like, why didn't you like the movie? And he's like, I don't know, it didn't, didn't have like friggin' Iron Man in it or anything. I was like, you wanted Iron Man? Your complaint about the movie is that Iron Man was in it? Well, this was a drama. This wasn't. I was watching Dr. Zhivago, and, uh, <laughs> and at no point does uh, Mickey Rourke's character from Iron Man 2 show up and complain about his birth. <laughs> it's, uh, 
it was it was a real letdown. I kept expecting, you know, I was waiting for yeah. after the credits for them to find Thor's hammer or whatever. Yeah, I was. I, I remember. Uh, yeah, I was watching that too. There was no scene after the credits. What's going on? What's going on? What's the matter? I was watching this this uh, friggin' uh, uh, watching this uh, cabinet of the Doctor Caligari, <laughs> and uh, uh, well, you can't you, 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 you can't Spider Man come out of the cabinet. Doctor Strange rip off. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Dr. Caligari in the the Multiverse of Madness. madness. (laughs) Oh my god. What, uh... What was I going to say? <laughs> no one. Uh, your friend was mad that Iron Man wasn't in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It? Okay. that was about it. But, oh. uh, um... Uh, going back, uh... Wait, Rebel Wilson's... Ca- I, the theme of this whole episode has been like, uh, Wait, I was talking about uh, something. Rebel Wilson... I always do this. ...is Jenny Anydots. Right. Uh, we were talking about proportions of the yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah. That scene, uh, I, like I said, I know I did, already did the Rick Moranis <laughs> Wow! Very controversial episode of podcasts. <laughs> He's reprising a joke he made two minutes ago. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I will say... Shrimp am... the kiss. <laughs> How's I... my Rick Moranis? Is is it ready for Lorne? Alright, Lorne. All right, whoever this is... is... This is Rick Moranis at a grocery store. Uh, honey, I shrunk the celery! I loved it. <laughs> Uh, Lorne? Uh, Lorne? I'm ready for prime time. But let's be honest, whoever is ready for Lorne? I don't think anyone will ever really be. No, you never know what you're going to get when you walk into Lorne. He, he can hire you, but that doesn't mean you were ready for him. <laughs> no, it means you're certainly not ready for prime time. Exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so the scale thing is ridiculous. Preposterous. <laughs> Preposterous. Horrible. Uh... Which makes me more excited for this movie. I want this to be a puzzle box that we slowly unwrap for years and years. You know, film schools will will teach this movie. And, like, what interpretation do you get from it? Yeah. What do you... This is the 2001 A Space Odyssey. Similarly, pioneering new technologies in film. And if Tom Hooper did his job right, it it should be by design. Exactly that. Because when you put it in the hands of a true auteur... A true auteur. The man who did that version of Les Mis. The man who really dug his fingies into the story of the King's Speech and turned it into a, a crowd pleaser for the ages. Mm-hmm. And you get a true auteur in there. It, it was very clear from watching that movie, Cats was in his future. <laughs> You can see the writing on the wall. It's like when you're watching Mean Streets and you, you see the seeds of Goodfellas being sown. Yes, when you watch the King's Speech, you get the seeds of of old Deuteronomy. <laughs> I do have one last Cats-related thing, and Please. then I promise I'll stop wasting everyone's time. Please! So, um, the day... I didn't watch this video until after I saw the trailer, but... The day before the trailer came out, Universal uploaded a featurette of yes. behind the right. So no yes, one, yes, right? Yes. You know we what I'm talking about. We have not talked about this featurette. At oh, all. you haven't at all. We have not at Ooh. all. Because they show you the set. They, and show, they show you, you the actors walking around the very real set, and all of the actors in all of these interviews are treating it like they're making Macbeth. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> we need to honor the history of these characters, the long cultured, illustrious history of and, cats, and like. Hearing that dialogue come out of Taylor Swift <laughs> talking about, 
honoring the past. I the the people Bomb Ballerina is a character that all kids grow up knowing. <laughs> I need to honor this character. Just like in Pan. Just yes! like in uh whatever the most recent Robin Hood movie was called. Hood. <laughs> just like in Hood. We we need King, to I'm just thinking King uh, Prince John just be like, well let me tell you <laughs> I tell you, my name's Prince John. I'm going into Baton Rouge tomorrow. I'm going to talk to the Prince of Louisiana. <laughs> the Sheriff of Baton Rouge. Uh, oh, that's that's our movie. Oh, yeah. I, that's what the movie Nolan's we should make. Robin Hood. But yes, that featurette is, is crazy. Can I tell you my favorite part of the featurette? Yes, yes, yes. Now, maybe I should say... This this might be just my interpretation of what I got from this. When they do the interview with Judy Dench, Judy Dench tells a story about how, and I'm not gonna try to do a Judy Dench impression. I'll try, but I just want you to know uh, it's not that good. I'll do my best. So no, <laughs> I'm pipping you out in the improv scene. I'm like, uh, is that Judy Dench? <laughs> but Judy Dench tells a story about how she was cast in the original London production of Cats. Yeah. And from what I remember of seeing the featurette, this is how she delivers this little uh, di- piece of dialogue. I call it dialogue. It is dialogue. It, <laughs> no one wrote this. Her but talk. Well, unless, well, well, actually, that's true. Marketing. Con- content is king. Content is king. Um, <laughs> that's some good IP. But she goes, in the featurette, she goes, you know, I was originally cast in the original London production of Cats. Uh, the week before we were going to perform... I tore my Achilles tendon. And at that point, I assumed that was the end of my chapter with cats. I would never get to cats again. Pregnant pause. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> and like the most like, this has come back to haunt me. I, I thought I was out. They I was me back in. <laughs> Um, oh, it's it, it, it's my favorite thing. I, a, I, I it's love a face of grim acceptance. This is Judy Dench. This is like a one of my one of the best actors. You're never mad to see Judy Dench show up on screen. You're but always boy, like, this movie just got a little bit better. Is she disappointed that she is somehow back in Cats? I thought I had escaped Cats by intentionally injuring myself by throwing myself down that flight of stairs. And then when that didn't do the job, jumping in front of a truck. I accrued gambling debts so that a man named Bones would come around and break my leg. When it was enough to convince Mr. Weber that I could not go on stage, I thought I was free of these chains. And now I'm here playing... Old Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Good heavens. <laughs> I have not read the script. And I was just shown, what? I have to wear... What do I have to wear? Oh. And then the little, like, Looney Tunes circle closes in. She looks at the, and she's like, looking at the camera. Seven million dollars. <laughs> That's all, folks. So, I, I uh, based on that interview alone, I think that really helped sell the movie for me. This is going to be an experience. Um, one one last question for you before you can plug whatever you want oh, and sure send thing. you on the road. 
we we have a running game around here about uh, how do we like to believe this film is going to perform at the Academy Awards, specifically which actor is walking home with Oscar gold. There are a couple of front runners right now. Okay. I think the common consensus is Jennifer Hudson. That we feel if anybody's because, walking out, it's her. Because she has the marquee song. She has, she's Grizabella. She has right. memory. It's like the same sort of shit that she won for Dreamgirls for this. I'm not just saying it's, it. it's a good performance. When I got saw the trailer, I did get that feeling because uh, a Dreamgirls feeling. It is the exact same thing that Anne Hathaway won for yeah. in Les Mis. It's the exact same thing that Jennifer Hudson won for on Dreamgirls. Um, I think she's the smart money. I like dumb money. Mm-hmm. I think st- I love dumb money. I think stealth. Ian McKellen is going to swoop oh, in. Right, there Ian McKellen is in this as movie. Gus the theater cat, which he is has like a, the... a tragic song about like a, a cat past his prime who never really got his shot at the spotlight, who just who couldn't make it happen. But he's you know he's he strokes make the curtains. What and he's like, oh, if these curtains, he's an actor, cat Matt. He's who a cat pa- that acts. But who pays to see him? <laughs> Cats. Do they have their own currency? Are humans paying to see a cat do Othello? Cats, (laughs) they pay for stuff in bones. They bring you a fish skeleton, and that's $5, a thousand yen. Bones are their money. (laughs) That is... That is it. But I think Ian McKellen, it's, Mm. it's their last shot to give him an award. He has never won an Oscar. He has never won an Oscar. Rarely is even nominated. He's one of those guys. And the Academy Awards, because, like, for the last couple decades, he's been Gandalf and Magneto. He did get nominated for for Gandalf for the first Fellowship of the Ring. Same thing with, it's the Jack Sparrow situation. Right, 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 yeah, exactly. The first time. Um, But I think this is, I, I think that is surprisingly smart money. They love giving those, like, lifetime achievement Oscars to old people. They really do. And if anyone... And he is someone that it's crazy to think he's never won. It's bananas, right? That you're like, how is this guy never... Or you look at, like, John Goodman and you're like, he's never been nominated? (laughs) That's crazy. Not even one time for, like, a lifetime of Coen Brothers work? I was gonna say, not even for one Coen Brothers movie. Not Barton. You know, like, it's, it's bananas. Um, but I think uh, John Turturro, Steve Buscemi, those kinds of people that have never been fucking nominated. And you're like, what, what are you doing? How have you never been nominated? But these, okay, do you have, who do you, so Jennifer Hudson. Well, listen, I'll, I'll give you the full detail. I will answer this question as best as I can. And you can call me stupid if you want, but here's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting, and I'm not saying this jokingly. I'm predicting a full sweep, baby. You're you're thinking like a Titanic, I'm a, think- a Return of the King. Uh, we're doing the full run. Eleven wins, <laughs> like uh, twelve nominations 12 and eleven nominations. wins. Fifteen nominations. I'll go that far. All right. It's gonna get Best Picture. Old Hooper is Old Hoops oh, is gonna old, get. No way, Old Hoops <laughs> is not getting that nom. Um, who wrote least, the movie? Uh, Wait, are we on the IMDb page? I can get back to it. I can get back. Who's credited with writing this movie? Yeah, who movie? wrote Cats? Who? Well, that is the true authorship question. Let's see. Who uh, wrote Cats? Because right now... Okay, Lee Hall and Tom, Tom Hooper. Hooper. Okay, so yeah, Lee okay. Hall and Tom Hooper. Okay, are the, are boom, the easy. That's a pair of nominations right there. Set design, because they are real sets. Set design, special effects. Special effects. Somehow makeup. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's going to sneak in there. Is there any original songs in the movie? Because there was yes, an original song. They have, they have Bim Boom, it's got they, original yeah. song in the bag, too. They always do that. They add in a song that's not anywhere else to do get that Oscar. Do you know what it's Oscar. called? I don't. I can't wait. You know what? Better yet, I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Yeah, well, I wait, I haven't seen the show. How would I know if it's <laughs> the original song for I'll, this movie? Because I'll go... I'll, I'll tap you and I'll point. Oh, thank you. And that's how so you'll know. come with me. Tap me when you yeah, see. Yeah, I'm the, on that Facebook event. Don't be too high for it because you have to keep. You I gotta be on my game. Be, you gotta be on your game. <laughs> gotta, this is my time to shine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is your big cats moment. This is it. Okay, so okay, you're, I'll, I'll, you're the you're the big better. I'm the big better. Full sweep cats, but I'll indulge you. I'll I'll tell you who I think will get nominated from the cast. Sure. So obviously Jennifer Hudson is the smart money. So I, it makes yeah yeah yeah. Do you think she'll it'll be for lead or for supporting? You because would have to really stretch to get that part to a lead, but they do that all the time. Yeah, they where do. they're like Marlon Brando, Godfather lead, Al Kate, Pacino, Godfather supporting, which is insane. Those Kate, are reversed. Kate Winslet for the reader was winning the supporting was originally in the supporting race when that movie came out, but. Uh, technically, in that movie, her character is way more of a lead character than a supporting character. But So even though she, sure. was, she won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress, and she won all these other awards for supporting, it's a, when it's it came to Oscar time, they pushed her into the lead, and she won lead. Silence of the Lambs, where they're like, yeah. Anthony Hopkins lead actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Jodie Foster supporting, which is insane. <laughs> that is crazy. That's bananas. That is bullshit. That was <laughs> Jodie Foster was the star of the Silence she's of the Lambs. The main character, Hannibal Lecter's in like five seat. Whatever. Come on. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I do think realistically they'll probably try to go for the supporting categories. For I think every, that's smart. I think for almost everybody. I think that's smart. Uh, so here's who I think will get nominated. I I hate. Look, I love Dumb Money. But one of the but I'll put some I'll, I, every now and then you gotta have a little bit of smart money so I'll say Jennifer Hudson will most likely get a supporting actress nomination. I think Judy Dench will be nominated for Old Deuteronomy. I feel like that honestly is inescapable. Look, if this was up to me, I would just have all supporting categories just be actors <laughs> from Cats. There's enough of them. There's enough of them. You can fill them. And you know what? What the hell? I'll say it. I'll make. I'll be even bolder. That is what's going to happen. <laughs> An Oscar for Jason Derulo. Here is who is going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actress. It. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Francesca Hayward. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, man. An unproven. An unproven commodity. Oh, man. But they would not put her in that. Old hoops wouldn't put her in that <laughs> spot. If he didn't think she could do it. She couldn't deliver. Her, her big debut, and she's an animated humanoid oh, cat. man, can you imagine? She's a ballerina. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's a, a world-acclaimed ballerina. She's so like her dancing the, should be good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how Tom Hooper will handle that, but, <laughs> but anyway, what am I saying? I have the utmost uh, confidence and faith in... <laughs> In hoops. <laughs> so so it's going to be Jennifer Hudson. It's going to be uh, Judy Dench. It's going to be Francesca Hayward. I also think it's going to be... Uh, go back to the IMDb page. Throw it in there. I, I want to hear it. I want to hear your Swift. I want to hear your... Uh, I don't, I'm going to say no for Swift. No Swift. I think... I think... The, and not for any... Obviously, the movie hasn't come out. I haven't seen this movie yet. For sure. But I think the Academy, every now and then, doesn't go for... The mainstream choice. Sure. So I could see Swift getting... Yeah, Francesca Hayward. Uh, Francesca Hayward. Yeah, Rebel. 
Yeah, I will say Rebel Wilson. Sure. She has that scene where the mouse trap lands on her hand. Oh, it's gonna She's be. In. That's a laugh riot. So Francesca, Jennifer, Judy, Rebel, and um, hitting it. Those are the bit. Those are our, those, those are kind are of the main female stars. characters. We there. gotta we gotta kind of move down here to Demeter. Got a rumple teaser. Man, these names. Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks. The railroad cat. Gr- the re- the re- Griddlebone. You don't think Melissa Madden Gray for Griddlebone? Who's a cockroach? <laughs> cockroach. Ah, uh, my name's Abigail Honeywill. I'm a cockroach. Well, someone's named Alonzo. That's pretty. That's pretty normal. <laughs> Bluey Robinson. I feel like the character's name would probably be Bluey Robinson. <laughs> and he would be Alonzo. You never know. You never know. Uh, okay, so you know. All right, how about this? I'll say. Um, I'll say those four for supporting actress, sure. and then the fifth slot is going to go to somebody's going to sneak it in. Margot Robbie for the the Roger Ailes movie or whatever. Like somebody's is gonna she sneak in the in Roger there. Ailes movie? Yeah, I know Charlize and Nicole are in it. Yep, that's our, those are our three. Those are our leads. Damn, the trailer dropped today. Well, maybe all three of them will get nominated for best actress. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, I was watching the Cats it's trailer one again. Elevator scene. Uh, people wanted to watch it today, and I did just say I. I did do this. People wanted to watch the bombshell trailer. I'm like, okay, I'm putting it on. And I just played the Cats trailer again and everyone... <laughs> Don't threw... worry, I'm putting on the bombshell trailer. Everyone Click. got mad and like, stop right now. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know who will be in the the fifth slot. Uh, okay, you know what? I was a little too harsh. I'll say, let's put Taylor in there. Let's put Taylor. Taylor, Rebel, Francesca, Judy, Grizabella. We got it. I love it. Now for supporting actor, okay. Idris Elba. Just El- Elba's on. in. Elba is in based on Elba's swagger in. alone. McKellen in. He's got to be in. He's in. He's in. He's. It's undeniable. He has He's the in. most normal name of any character in this movie. His name is Gus. Short the for asparagus. As- what? Asparagus. Is that his full name in yes. the movie? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Vito. Uh, Vito. So, uh, Ian and Idris are in. Yeah. James Corden. James Corden. You know, I don't know about James Corden. I feel like sometimes when I watch James Corden, I think he's talented and very good. Sure. But I always get this feeling that he's trying a little too hard to pander to the crowd. Sure. That's just a personal thing, though. I. That's just. It's just the sense. Yeah, that I cat's get. gonna come out, and he's going to. There's gonna be a different version for every city, and Buster Jones is gonna be like Milwaukee, the greatest city in the world. McCavity comes out, and he's like, okay. "Oh, the Brewers are terrible," and the people in the theater are gonna go boo. <laughs> and it's turned into like a wrestling event. <laughs> All of you, Milwaukee mamas, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All of you Cincinnati sissies. Yeah, I guess I, I like McCavity as a heel. McCavity is a great heel wrestler. He's really the Rick Rude of the Cats universe. <laughs> he's he's a uh, McCavity Pit. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I guess I'll say uh, I'll say I'm gonna say. For supporting actor, just Ian and Idris. Okay. So I'm. So there you have it. It's not as strong. It's not as. It's. Yeah. It's, their their strength is really in the female cast. But remember, it's going to be nominated in every category at the Oscars, oh, yeah. and it's going to win every cast. So weep. I'm including best documentary short form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm including best foreign language film for the dub all in cats language. Best animated film. The movie is animated, pretty much. It's a shoe in. It's shoe in. Yeah. I love it. It's going to be this generation's cool world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bakshi put some porn in this movie. Uh, Matt Rain, yes. where can the people find you? 
You can follow me on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Matt underscore Rain. But if you search Cat's Rain, I will probably pop up. up. It's going to come up. Oh, wait, hold on. I just realized I forgot one of my nomination choices. Uh-huh. Jason Derulo. Uh-huh. He's getting nominated. I think it's going to be Ian Idris and Jason Derulo. That's what's going to happen. I love it. Is this the first movie he's ever been in? Jason Derulo? Uh, let's check. Him and Francesca, IMDb. is this their first time? Um, oh, no, he was in he was in some other stuff. Hold on, but where is, was he an actor in the... Oh, he's got, good, good He's question. got another one coming up. Yeah, it's all music videos before this. Oh, one episode of Empire. Um, yeah, it's all Jason Derulo uh, music videos before this. So, so this he is an untested talent. But and that's this is wow. what happened. He's the next Jacob Tremblay. He's an <laughs> he untest- comes in and he just blows us all away. He's an untested talent, and he's going to get nominated for an Oscar. The <laughs> Timothy Chalamet of Cats. <laughs> Can you imagine if Timothy Chalamet was in Cats? Why <laughs> was? Why isn't he in Cats? Now I'm upset. <laughs> he feels perfectly suited for. He feels like he's the owner of all the cats. Yeah, he's he- the he's the hipster, and he owns nine cats. Oh yeah, and he lives in Paris or wherever the hell this story takes. Where London, it take? foggy oh, London. Yeah, London town. works too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I love London. Oh yeah, Busta for Je- the theater cat. That's London. Yeah, I hope you like uh, London local references because they're all over cats. It's a real like. All right, I'll get a map. It's like when <laughs> Aladdin tours and they're like, ah, I love St. Louis. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's a lot of that. Um, so I uh, hope you're ready for it. All right, I'll go back quickly to the plugs. <laughs> Um, yes, on Twitter you can follow me if you really at, at Matt underscore Rain. But if you look up Cats Rain, Find it. You, the it, my profile picture is Jason Derulo's body from the movie Cats, but my face is on it. It's it's a great it's a great image. My good friend Rylan Duncan made it for me. Uh, he's a good little boy. He's a good little boy. Um, I'm on Facebook, so be my friend. <laughs> Strangers. <laughs> I'm in an improv group called the Breakfast Boys. One of our finest indie improv teams. Yes, and I. This is going to be too late by now when this comes out. But, September. Uh, uh, oh yeah, it'll be way too late then. <laughs> eh. I'll, I. Uh, I'll be in. Oh, September. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I'll put this out. I'll put this out soon. Okay, so if September works, because uh, the weekend of September twenty seventh, the last weekend of September. Uh, the Breakfast Boys will be performing in New Orleans on the head- oh, shit. in the headlining block of the New Orleans Improv Festival. Hell yeah! Uh, let me double check that date though, because I believe we're on the front the twenty seventh, ten thirty p.m. is when the Breakfast Boys will be performing at the New Orleans Improv Festival. Uh, Google it. Yeah, I don't have the info right in front of me, but while we'll you're down be there, there, you can uh, location scout for uh, uh, Hood, <laughs> yeah. our Orleans uh, Robin Hood movie. If you come to the movie, TM, TM, TM. You, if you co- if you come to the show and you tell me uh, your favorite cat's character, if you if you come to the show and the su- your suggestion is a character from the movie Cats, I guarantee you you're gonna see. A truly immersive experience. <laughs> so let that be. Let that be a call. Um, as always, you can support this show on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TV's Kevin. Uh, you can also check out my other shows, the Puffin Publishing Podcast, an improv show, and Jam the Jive Action Nerds, an RPG tabletop show. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TV's Kevin Lanigan, and uh, tune in next time as we dive deeper into this mysterious world of cats. Meow meow.
This has been a Talkback Podcast.